So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little it? bit. Brian Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Ducker. Jones, another steal. Spin on Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. Happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isomone. Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. He's going to make it here. All right, we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Thank you guys so much for all the support on the documentary. Again, that's been going up. It just hit 4K a few days ago, so again, thank you. And this was the guy behind the magic that day, behind the scenes. Um, right now, he's the content creator for the Rory Men's basketball team. It's Josh Piva. Josh, dear friend of mine now throughout the year. So, Josh, thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Of course, it. man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We definitely wanted to get this episode off and off the ground, so we finally got it going. Uh, first, for you, for the people that might not know, Josh is a, um, a photographer, a videographer, and right now, like I said, he does um, Rory Men's basketball. He's their content creator right now, did this past year. Um, so, I guess for you, for the earlier stages of your career, I guess now, um, you're, you're younger than me, so you're going to be going into your junior year. Where does that passion for what you do, like, spark and, like, kind of, like, just describe, like, what it is that you do? Yeah. Um, so what I do, you know, I'm a content creator, like you said, for men's basketball. Um, it's kind of like an all-encompassing position. You know, I do photography, videography, graphic design, um, now adding motion graphics to the resume. So we got that. Um, so, you know, that kind of includes, you know, game day graphics, um, you know, highlight reels, all that stuff, all that personal content. Um, the passion for that though stems from just, you know, loving sports my entire life. Um, you know, I played sports since I was three years old, you know, love soccer, basketball, football, everything. Um, but you know, as most of us who love sports, you know, only so many of you get to go professionally Mm. and, you know, keep the dream going. So, you know, I think for me, this is my way to stay involved with sports and, you know, always have that direct connection, you know, always getting to be on the sideline or be in the locker room or, you know, just having that personal connection. It's you know, I couldn't be any more grateful. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. I think that's, like, the coolest thing about being in sports is, like, mm. being in the locker room, being, yeah. like, right there. Like, I remember you telling me a few games, like, either after a loss or a win, you're, like, the first person to jet in the locker room. And, like, you're right there when <laughs> someone's hype or someone's, you know, you know, down after a loss or whatever. But, 100%. Um, as far as, like, high school, obviously um, kind of figuring out what you want to do and, and things like that. Um, just kind of talk about, like I said, like, kind of where that, um, that like, that mindset sparked where you're like, all right, this is what I kind of want to do going into college and, and like when that kind of started off for you. Dude, I had no idea what <laughs> I wanted to do. When I was in high school, like, I guess like my junior year, senior year, like I started doing like some graphic design here and there. Mm. Like I would just be doing stuff for myself. Um, and I had to, my Instagram account was actually, it's private visuals right now. It used to be private design. It was just graphic design stuff. Um, I used to do vector art, which I don't know if you know what vector art is, but just like little illustrations um, here and there, and I would put them on phone cases and sell phone cases. I stopped with that. Mm. Um, can't talk about that, but <laughs> I stopped with that. Was that like freshman, sophomore year? Or like That was actually like junior, senior year. Like during COVID, really? I picked that up. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but I had to stop with that. Um, but going in, when I was applying to colleges, you know, I wanted to be a physical therapist. Mm. So physical therapist, you know, athletic trainer, again, still like wanting to stay in that sports realm. But... Um, you know, I always had, like, graphic design in the back of my head. Um, we can get into this later, too, but when I was applying to, like, URI, and, like, I had to declare for a major to apply for, 
obviously I applied for kinesiology, but I'd always see sports media. I always saw sports media, and I'd be like, damn, like, mm. that looks like it would be so fun. Like, that's just, like, I, like, it didn't seem to be, like, a calling for me at the time, but it was always just in the back of my head. Mm. And as I applied, I even went through the first year of school, I was like, wow, like, sports media just seems so cool. Um, but, yeah, like, it wasn't until, you know, September mm. when I was like, all right, I need to switch. I need to go into sports media. So, like, like I said before, kinesiology in the entire freshman year. Um, yeah. So different. Mm. So different, but um, yeah. So how did you how did you pick URI? I mean, was there like an option to like because kinesiology is like yeah. it's a pretty tough subject to, to oh, study. It's, but. it's tough. I actually never wanted to go to URI. Really? I feel like a lot of us from Rhode Island like we always put URI like on the back burner. Mm. Like it's always there. I applied to like nine schools. I was fully convinced I was going to go to Emmanuel. Um, I didn't even know what I was going to do there because um, they didn't even have a kinesiology program. Um, I just I was going to try to walk on and play soccer there. Um, oh, but, wow. you know, that it wasn't in the cards anymore. Yeah. So just, you know, being able to stay in the state, stay close to home and in-state tuition, that mm. kind of was just like, all right, URI might just be the best option for me. Um, and then choosing kinesiology, you know, I thought, you know, physical therapy, like I love to help people. Um, you know, it would be that thing that would keep me related into sports or like the athletic field. Um and also, you know, physical therapy, it's a, it's a good pay. You get a mm. good, good yeah. payday. So I was trying to think, like, in the terms of, like, paying for college and then paying off college mm. more than, like, what my actual happiness would be, um, which I think is something that I found quite recently. Right. So for you, COVID was your junior year of high school, right? Yeah. And then came into URI freshman year, and that was all kinesiology. That was, like, that was your main focus. So did you do anything 100%. with, like, media, anything with, like, uh, did you do any freelance things on the side? Nope. It was just all locked in with I that. did, like, one or two, I did, like, one or two senior portraits. Really? Like, I just, I picked up the camera um, for the first time, like, my senior year of high school, and I just kind of messed around with my boy, my friend Fran, uh, Fran Lopez. He goes to Curry, he plays basketball. Um I did some shoots with him. I was like, yo, let's just go to East Greenwich. Let's go to the court at sunset and just take some pics. Mm. Did that. That kind of like, I put those on there. You know, got no engagement, which, you know, isn't important. I'll talk about that later. But um, I just kind of put them out there and then I stopped. Mm. Um, then I guess, you know, I just did my kinesiology stuff. And then during the winter, I went home for break and I saw the camera. I was just sitting there in my bedroom. So, you know, I took it back. Brought it um, back to campus, and um, one of my closest friends, Grace, you know, she um, she loves the camera. You know, loves getting in front of the camera and getting pictures taken. So we went out during a snowstorm one day. And I was like, let's just take these pictures. Like, I don't really care about this camera that much. Like, I'll, it can get wet. Mm. Like, whatever. I didn't see this in my future at all. We took these pictures, and they came out amazing. Mm. Like, they looked so, so good. And from that point on, I was like, you know, I kind of like this a little bit. So from there... My old high school um, kids on the basketball team, like we see, you posted some pictures. Like, do you want to try some sports? Like, let's come to come to the basketball games with pictures, and they they would pay me like a little bit, like they pay me like five dollars a kid. Really? So like it was nothing. Yeah. But you know, um, five dollars a game. Five dollars a kid. Oh, a kid. A kid. So oh. it was like five dollars per everyone on the team. Oh so, wow, that's you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. So it's like not awful, but yeah. it was just like, oh right, yeah, I'll come take some pictures, and mm. I took them. And they were like. They were, for the time, like, they weren't bad. Looking mm. back at them now, they're awful. Yeah. They're not good pictures at all. Um, but then I did that, and then this kid was like, yo, try mixtapes. Like, you want to try some mixtapes? Mm. And so I was like... These are all kids on the basketball team? Yeah, like, you, would you ever try doing a mixtape? And I was like, this camera can't handle it. Like, I can't <laughs> do it on this camera. Like, then get a new one. And I was like, 
cameras are so expensive, man. Like, they're so expensive. I was like, I could never, never do that. And, you know, I had a talk with my mom one day. We went out to, to lunch, and she was like, do you really want to try this? Like, do you want to do this? Mm. And I was like, yeah, but I don't have, like, the money for it. Like, I just don't have the money for it. And um, she was like, just do it. Just go for it. She got you it. She didn't get it. She didn't get it. Oh, she, she would never. You had to do it. <laughs> she was like, just buy it. Just go buy it and you won't regret it. So, Motiva- yeah, motivation. Yeah. I love my mom. She was like, she was like, just go buy the camera and you'll make the money back. Mm. Just I had maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars more in my bank account at the time than I did the camera. Wow. So yeah, math. Kind of like, like I just kind of yeah. I went off where I spent my bank account, bought the camera, two lenses. And uh, I guess the rest is history. From yeah. there, I did some AAU mixtapes and stuff like that. And then um, after the AAU mixtapes. Um, those I are big, too. AAU, like, oh, yeah. seeing, like, where those guys are going to end up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did some things for, like, Rhode Island Knights, Rhode Island Magic, yep. um, 401 Phoenix, stuff like that. Um, I did some stuff with them. And then uh, as I started to get into it, I broke my leg, which is a whole other story. Doing the, like, media or, like, was it playing soccer? Just playing soccer. I yeah. broke my leg. And mm. uh, I stopped everything until I came to URI again mm. um, the next fall. Was that process tough? Like, what, was that during like a scrimmage or like like a high school a, game? Adult league soccer game. Just kind of like a freak accident. <laughs> freak accident. Um, I was just dribbling. I was on a fast break. Um, someone passed me the ball, and the defender just didn't even try to hit just the ball. Took out your legs. Kicked my leg right out. Snap. Everything yeah. was put on pause. I went right to the hospital. My bro- my boy picked me up, carried me to the car, drove me to the hospital. And this is when you started kind of getting more into the yeah, media aspect. Yeah, I was just getting into it, and I was, yeah. like, really loved it. I worked with um two days before this happened. I, I worked with DeWan Robinson. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, great guy. Does life of hoops, you know, mm-hmm. former player. And uh, I reached out to him, and I went to a couple of his camps, and I did some work there. And two days after that, it was when it snapped. I just broke it. And he texted me the next morning. He saw my story. He goes, no way, like. That, yeah. No way that just well, it's good that he he stuck with it. He yeah, he with stuck you. with me. You know, I give him a lot of credit, honestly, because he he was like the first person to give me some words of motivation in that summer. Because mm. um, I was like last summer was like probably the toughest three months of my life. Mm. Um, I dropped literally everything. I was just stuck on my couch for three months straight. Yeah, couldn't get up, couldn't do anything. So, um, I guess that's when I really like took the time and was like, I sat down. I was like, what do I want to do now? Like, where once I get back and I'm back on my feet. Where do I want to go from there? Mm. And um, that's when I like stuck on YouTube, and I was like looking at my camera stuff, and I was like, this camera stuff is where it's gonna go. Yeah. So I learned the ins and outs of my camera, and came prepared in September to do what I want to do. Mm. And then yeah, you know, we'll get we'll get into that too. Like this year, where everything kind of really popped off a lot for you. I mean, um, but I did I talked about it with you like earlier a little bit, like freelancing. That's kind of like what media is sometimes is like it's like you freelance you got to do extra stuff on the side not just what the school has to offer yeah. to kind of branch out and build like a brand or like a reputation for sure um but in your eyes and your like point of view what is freelancing for you what is uh you know the meaning behind it for you and like mm. how much has it helped you just kind of doing your own thing and not yeah. just you know kind of i guess sticking the course like the you know textbook way of doing things like you're doing things like on your own to yeah. build yourself so what do you think that there's there's, there's a lot of aspects of freelancing i think it's really really important um, you know, in this, in this field, like in this industry, you're, you gotta know that nothing's, nothing's permanent and everything is pretty much temporary. So you gotta be able to have the ability to, you know, still be able to hone your skills and work on your skills in a professional setting and be able to, you know, make money off of it at the end of the day. So, um, that's where like, 
when I'm not doing basketball stuff, I'm doing senior portraits. I'm mm. doing graduation shoots. Sometimes I'm doing some commitment graphics, um, you know, stuff like that. And um, it's really just you got to put yourself out there, you know. When you got the time to be able to make some extra money, you know, put that stuff out there. Mm. Put that on your story. Say, hey, I'm offering mini graduation suits. I'm offering commitment graphics. Post some examples. Even if you're not going to make money off of it initially, do some example work. Mm. You know, take your favorite NBA team. You know, take the Knicks or something and make a Jalen Brunson edit. <laughs> something like that. Put it out there that people can see your skills and see that you're capable of doing stuff. Mm. Um, and that's the best way you're going to be able to expand your skill set and show I can do this. Mm. You know? Like, I don't, I don't get paid for this, but it's something right. that, one, I enjoy, and two, it's kind of helped to build my name up a little bit. I yeah. mean, uh, a lot of people down at URI know me because of this. Right. And then once I started doing broadcast with ESPN, like, then, you know, everything kind of, like, not fell in my lap, but kind of came to fruition. It exactly. was like, you know, he can do this, he can do, you know. Exactly. And it opened more doors for me, basically. It proves your skills. You open more doors and you get more things. Like, for me personally, you know, if you want to do graphics, you know, I'll do one graphic for somebody. Someone, like, will ask me for a graphic. I'll make it. And then they tag you. That tag has so much power. Especially if that person has a big following. Like, Oh, my gosh. I, mm-hmm. I, actually, I made a commitment graphic for someone um, in October, right? And uh, I feel so bad. <laughs> but I made a commitment graphic for someone in October. I made it. They posted it. I didn't realize until like two months later. I'm so bad with my Instagram DMs, dude. <laughs> I had like six or seven different players asking me for like NFL draft commitment edits. Just from all around like the country. And wow. I've missed them completely. And to all you guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like so bad with my DMs sometimes. Because wow. they get stuck in my requests and I just don't see them. But, you know, that's, again, like, those opportunities arise. You just got to do it. Mm. Literally just do it. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Just random people hitting you up. Like. Yeah, and I just I just missed them. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's see, that's the complete opposite with me. If I get, some, like, a, a notification, like, people will know this now. Like, if I don't answer it, like, I saw it. Like, I, I, really? like yeah, I saw sometimes it all I, the time. I, it's, it's weird because Instagram DMs are set up so weird because sometimes yeah. the things that just go to your requests, mm. maybe it's just me. I don't get notifications for them. They're just there. I get them all the time. They're just there. Like, people, like, one, sometimes it's, like, spam, so it's, like, all right, I'm not even going to, like, look at yeah. it. But, like, sometimes it's, like, you know, just, pe- like, people, like, I do see it. But sometimes, like, I I will look at it. I'm, like, all right, I will answer this person. Yeah. But then I forget. So, that, like, that, I, that's oh on me. God, that happens a lot. But, like, too. sometimes I'll just, like, I won't, like, I won't care to answer it. And that's yeah. on me. But, like, <laughs> that's just, like, a... <laughs> Uh, I don't know imperfection happens, I got it happens man. Yeah. it happens everyone, everyone happens yeah but this year so like we were talking about this year like was when stuff kind of popped off we'll get into like uh, men's basketball and all that for mm-hmm. URI but um, it really started when I feel like I mean correct me if I'm wrong but when I first met you at one of the football games that was kind of like when the school year started yeah um, you started building more connections with the players and then obviously your, your connection with Marcus to Shields like is that that, that grew um, but so could I just kind of just talk about like your mindset going into like all the sports this year, like what your kind of goal was and how it uh, just progressed each month, like it got bigger yeah. and bigger. Um. So I came in in September with absolutely no expectations mm. whatsoever. Um, but you changed your major though. I did change my major. I didn't get to that until like November. I'll get okay. to that. I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But um. So what happened over the summer? You know, while I was just sitting there, broken leg. Actually, it was a little bit before. But I emailed Thor, um, mm. our athletic director. And I emailed him and I said, hey, um, I'm just a random student. You know, I just really wanted to see if there was any possibility about getting a media pass, just to be able to go in and um, hone my skills, right? So he emailed me back a couple days later, and he referred me to Shane, 
Um, so we have CC Shane Donaldson, our uh, associate athletic director. Awesome guy. Love Shane. He's a goat. Love yeah. Shane. Um, and he responded to me, and he said, "Hey, Josh." And he basically, at the end of the day, he said, "No." Mm. He was like, "He's like, we got too many passes to give out. Whatever." Yeah. Everybody wants to get a piece of that. Yeah. Um. And so, but eventually, you know, we talked about it more, and kind of conveyed that, you know, I'm just a student. I'm not trying to make money off of anything. I'm not trying to work for anybody. I'm really just trying to hone my skills, and I think that it would be a great opportunity to be able to go into football games, basketball games, soccer, whatever it may be, and just shoot, just get some get some shots of photos, get some videos, whatever. And um, after that, he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm with that completely. Um, and he added my name to the media pass list. So then I broke my leg a couple weeks later, whatever. Time goes by. September, I move in with my crutches and my cast and my camera and everything. And I e- Shane emails me. He's like, hey, Josh, your media pass came in. Uh, come meet me in my office um, to come get your pass so we can talk about boundaries and stuff like that. So I'm leaving my kinesiology class. I was like, all right. I texted him. I was like, I'll meet you in a minute, but I'm going to need you to come downstairs. Mm. I can't go upstairs. So he's like, all right, yeah, no problem. So I walked into the, the door, Mackle. He's coming down the stairs. And he looks at me and he's like, "There's no way." Mm. He sees me in the crowd. I was like, "Oh, hey, Shane." <laughs> he sees me in the crutches. The first time you met him? Yeah, the first time I've ever met him. He's, even, he's like, "There's no way you're coming and shooting." And I was like, "Oh yeah, why not? Why not?" He's like, he's like, "He asked me what happened. Whatever." I told him the whole story. And so he gave me the pass. And then so the first game was that weekend against Delaware, um, for a home opener. And I walk in, crutches, walking boots, same thing, still on two crutches. And I see him, and I'm like, uh, oh, hey, Shane, what's up? So, like, where, where can I, like, stand? Whatever, we're talking about the boundaries more. He's like, hey, man, just stand wherever you can't get hit. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair mm. enough. I don't so, remember you with crutches, though. I don't I know was, why. First game, first game I was in crutches um, against Delaware. When did you come up to me? I, 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 I didn't come up to you until I was off of crutches. Okay. Cause, like, I was, like, two games Because Delaware, I remember they got... Hammered, right? They got destroyed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Delaware, I that game. it was actually Delaware was the first game I dropped my crutches. I was really? on them, but I still had the walking boot. I don't boot. remember you, though. I feel like I would Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's pictures of me on the stream literally with one crutch on and one camera on the other hand. Really? But dedication. I showed, <laughs> yeah. I actually, um, I dropped the crutches to try to waddle up and down the sideline to get mm. some get some stuff. And back then, I had no idea what I was, like, even doing. So I was con- I confined myself to, like, 10 feet of space on the Delaware sideline. Mm. Um, but, yeah, and then from there, you know, I just kept doing my thing, mm. um, posting pictures, posting, making little mixes, which I miss dearly, mm. making those mixes. Um, those were so fun. And then, yeah, you, you get some recognition from it, you know. Again, that's not – don't get me wrong. Recognition is cool and everything, but that is not the reason to be doing anything like this. Mm. Um, that's not the reason why I did it. I literally just did it because it was pure entertainment and enjoyment for myself. Mm. Um, yeah, and then from there, you just build connections and get the opportunities. Yeah, and, and like we talked about somebody like Marcus DeShields, who was like mm-hmm. Rhode Island's like obviously top running back, you know, broke yeah. a lot of uh, records there. But you kind of gained a, a good relationship with him. You gained yeah. a lot of relationships with other players, like somebody like Katero Summers. And, yeah. Um, you know, those guys are going to be making a name for themselves as well at the professional 100%, 100%, level. So, 100%, yeah. Um, just kind of talk about, uh, not so much, I mean, not you don't have to focus so much on football, but like mm-hmm. kind of what those connections with those athletes mean for you and how, how it kind of helps you, again, open, how that opens more doors for you down the line. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, I couldn't be any more grateful for guys like Marcus and Katero um, on the football side and like Ed mm-hmm. Lee, those guys. Yep. Great guys, man. Great guys. And, um, you know, for my perspective, um, if I'm able to help them 
get content for their pages and stuff like that and you know help them you know whether it's pictures videos or mixes something like that um you get to establish like a good relationship on a personal level mm. and um those those are three guys that i consider to be like really close friends and like apart from just the athletic world like mm. they're great guys and um, i couldn't be any more grateful and same thing with basketball um even more so with basketball just because you know it's, it's obviously less guys on the roster and in my position with basketball now um you know being there all the time and you know traveling with them and everything and getting like eating with them and everything like you build really really close relationships and some of those guys on the team are like my closest friends right now mm. um so I, like, I couldn't be any more grateful and then obviously you know um you're able to help each other down the line you know mm. um when you build these relationships with athletes obviously like you grow as they grow yeah. Um, so you're able to help them and they help you, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's a hand in hand relationship. Mm. So. And it's sick too. Cause like yeah. you can be like one day, like, and it's not even why you do it. Cause you, exactly. But it's, it's they still can't like, stress that enough. Yeah. It's not, it's not the reason to be doing anything. No. Um, but you know, it's cool from my aspect. Like I've worked with, like working with, you know, to taking pictures of Ed Lee or whatever, Jordan Jones, and then they get their NFL contract. It's cool being able to see. It's kind of like a proud moment for yourself too. Exactly. exactly. But it's like, again, like you said, it's not like the reason behind it is like out of pure enjoyment and that's pure what enjoyment. that's what kind of gives you your purpose like right. that, this gives me my purpose and like again talking with athletes i mm-hmm. think that's the coolest thing in the world you yeah. know what i mean and if they can recognize me mm-hmm. that just makes it even better right. and again like you said it's not like the reason but it's just that much like it's cooler cool. to experience it's just cool like i don't know maybe the eight-year-old fan in me yeah like, who grew up as exactly. a URI fan like going to football games and basketball games and you know wouldn't expect myself and yourself to be in this position mm. that we are in today you know you wouldn't you looked up to athletes when you were little like yep. and now you're friends with them and you're on the sideline with them like it's just it's just cool it's like, not something that you could ever anticipate or expect yeah and, and we we experienced a lot of great uh you know a couple nba talents that came into the yeah. ryan center so yeah. like that's like yeah. we'll get into that too but that's wild. um kind of kickstart the basketball conversation now obviously as football progressed yeah. um obviously you want to get into basketball but how did that job I and mean, we talked about it a few times too but mm-hmm. how did that job kind of come to you who did you reach out to did anybody reach out to you and like yeah. kind of how did that fall into place for yeah, the content so, creator part right um basketball season started um and you know i'm a huge uri basketball fan so i wasn't gonna miss a game anyway mm. but um so that started i walked in you know just first two games doing my own thing, right? Um, I went to the scrimmage, I went to the two games, and I was making my own videos, making my own, doing my own pictures and posting them on Instagram and tagging everybody, sending them out to them. Um, and then eventually, like, they gained some traction every once in a while, and, you know, something would get more engagement than others. Um, and I was actually, I remember very, very vividly, I was sitting in anatomy class, um, and it was October or November. It was, it was November because the season just started, and I got a text from um, Benny, Benny Santa on the coaching staff. And um, asking me if I would come in to the Ryan Center. I've never been so disengaged in a class ever in my life after that moment. I was putting together, like, my, my portfolio. I was putting together all this stuff. He was wanted to talk about, you know, this position that I have now. <laughs> went right in there. I went mm-hmm. right to the Ryan Center the next day. Um, and we talked We talked about what we wanted to do uh, moving forward and his his visions for the social media um social media accounts and how I could contribute to be able to, um, working on them. And then from there, you know, that's pretty much how I got in. Mm. Um, it's real, it's really just about keeping your head down. Um, you know, I say all the time, do your thing, not theirs, keep your head down do your thing and you'll get noticed. That's pretty much how it is. All the hard work, you know, it pays off. And 
I don't want to say that like I'm a vet or anything because I'm mm. more than a rookie than anybody else in this industry. I am so, so, so at the bottom of the food chain. But, um, you know, being able to get those opportunities, it's all about putting stuff out there and people see it and people recognize it. Mm. I say the same thing about myself, too. Like, I feel like I'm all the way down at the bottom, too. But at the end of the day, you got to have to, um, again, be proud, like recognize mm. the moments that you like achieve, like, you know, great right. things, but saying what we just said is kind of like just just being humble. Yeah. Or if you're not, you you will be humbled. So right. it's like, right. don't uh, you know, kind of think you're better than everybody else because exactly. like you're really not at the end of the day. But don't sleep because the second you do, someone else is gonna take that spot. So right. you just gotta keep you know riding the rails, keep you know taking the punches, taking you know keep doing those reps. Like everything I do is like a rep to get better and better every time. Right. So, right. Um. So Benny, he he just kind of reached out to you like out of the blue, like because yeah. you did your own thing and like that yeah. player recognition got you that basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Pretty much just seeing the stuff that I had put out there. Mm. I had taken some great pictures of, um, like, everyone on the team. I had some great pictures of Ish, of Lou, of uh, Rory, like everybody on the team. And um, I was posting them out there. And um, kind of just wanted to see what I'd be able to contribute and what I'd be able to do. And, you know, I couldn't be any more thankful to the entire coaching staff and all the players and managers and everybody who, you know, trusted in me. Because mm. at the end of the day, like, they had no reason to trust me. Yeah. They really had no reason to trust me. I'm in. just a student mm. coming in, like, with my camera and, you know, just seeing what I could do. And from there, like, you know, they just trusted me with my creative ideas. Um, and it started from literally, I had my first assignment was a PC versus URI, like, hype video thing that went on Instagram. Mm. Um, where I just put, like, the history of the game in there and just kind of, like, hyped everyone up for it. You did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. now, okay, okay. Like the, the it was like the wow. Kendrick Lamar one. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. So that was like the. Well, first no, thing. I know when you do stuff because I know the music. <laughs> like I can tell when you do something when I hear music in the background. Yeah. It's like to the Chance, Kanye, Kendrick. Like yeah, I, yeah. I can tell you did it or like <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my big Baby Keem, like yeah, somebody Baby like that. Keem. Yep, all of them. Yeah, yeah. So they trusted, and from there, like it, it just kept going. So I evolved into doing, you know, highlights, and then um, my, one of my favorite things was doing the Keeny Blue jersey reveal. Before that was the sick. PC game, yep, that, that was, was cool. I know. I actually like for that. I won't even lie. I walked into the Ryan Center with thirty dollars Walmart lights. <laughs> yeah, picked up you the, told me that. the day before and did that with um with Bassy Malik and Ish, and that was fun. And you know, they just kept trusting me, and you know, I don't even know. What it to went say. on. It, it, like it's honestly something that like it's kind of like a speechless type thing because yeah. like I'm just so grateful to be able to have that stuff mm. and have people who trust me that much. Um, it's, uh, yeah, mm. it, it's tough to even put it into words, yeah. honestly. But at the end of the day, too, like, we're both students, so it's, like, you kind of have to balance everything. Right. So, for you, what's, like, kind of, like, the pros and cons? Like, what's, like, one of the best parts about doing it? Obviously, there's a ton of them, and then, like, what's, like, some of, like, the things where you're, like, all right, this is, you know, it's tough to kind of, one, balance, and two, like, I got to do stuff on the fly, or if something's right. not working, and, and things like that. Um, well, the best parts about doing it is just seeing, I, like, I like the factor of being able to make other people happy. Mm. Um, I think I really discovered that after my first Jumbotron video and being yeah. able to see like reactions in the crowd and being able to see like player reactions as it was done. And, you know, I don't. I'm grateful that you put me in that too. Like and, to yes, hear my voice like yes. in, a, in an arena. Like. Yes. And, you know, let me tell you, that sounded great in the Barclays. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounded great Did in it? Barclays, yeah. That's and that sick. was one of the moments too, where I was like, "Wow!" Like it, get, it makes me like it gives, gives you chills, and chills, mm -hmm. yeah. But um, you know, I like seeing people's reactions to things and be able to make people happy. That's like the biggest pro. Mm. If I can make someone's day or like make something more of an experience right. than it would have been otherwise, that's a plus for me. Um, 
I really like seeing ideas come out into a full product, you know, things that I might think of at 1 a.m. and then I put it into effect the next morning and it comes out the way I want it to, I love that. Um, or if I like to take someone else's ideas that they pitch to me and try to make it something that they could imagine. or Like when you asked me to do your um, the behind the scenes for the mm. documentary, like that was something a couple days, like a couple days before where you gave me like what you wanted and I was able to like put that in for you. And, right. You know, that's something I'm grateful that you had me be a part of because that was awesome. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Um, that, that weekend was a blur. Yeah. But again, yeah. like that stuff that you do, like that's just like – attested to the person that you are like you're just willing to, like you said just make people I happy like, willing, I like I like to make people happy and I like to be a part of things that are bigger than myself so yeah so you said you like doing projects that are kind of uh I guess like kind of bigger than yourself yeah and um kind of like that it brings light to people obviously so like when you know you put your hardest effort into something and people see it it's like you know he's taking the time out of his day to do this this that so I guess like kind of what we were talking about earlier too it's like pros and cons like that's obviously a pro, like to see like how happy somebody is after you you show them like what you you know put in the hard work and time and all that to make. But obviously, there's cons to it, like we were talking about too, like um, being quick on the fly. Like you said, a few experiences that um, you know things weren't going your way. So kind of just like pros and cons of like everything that you've been doing this year, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, the biggest pro is obviously like having the experience to be able to do things like this, mm -hmm. and obviously, like I said again. Um, you know, having the ability to see people's reactions to stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between, you know, praise and appreciation. You don't do it for praise, you do it for the appreciation. Um, but I'd say, like, the con of it is the speed at which you got to get stuff done, but that's also a skill to have in this industry. Um, efficiency is so, so, so important and so key. So nobody cares about things. Like, say, for example, for highlights – Nobody's really going to care about it as much two days after. They're going to care about it right then and there. Oh, yeah. So when something happens, they want to see it. Mm. That's why, like, when there's a highlight, like, highlights after a game, if you can get it out right after the game, mm. great. If you can get it out the next day, great. Two, three days later, it might not be the best unless you're preparing for another game to come through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's where, you know, speed, getting things done. Um, sometimes, you know, there's some pressure. But, you know, pressure makes diamonds. It's super, super important to be able to handle yourself in that situation. Mm. Um, so those are probably, like, the two biggest pros and cons that I experienced. But, like, at the end of the day, I love what I do. So I take everything and just kind of it's keep it all in my basket, you know? Mm. Do you have, like, a story, like, where you think of, like, where something, like, just really wasn't working and you're, like, you had to kind of rush to do something and you're, like, oh, man, this is, like... You know, that Jumbotron video took the soul <laughs> out of me. Yeah. Um, what happened with that, actually, is when I was making it, I used Final Cut. Mm. Final Cut completely just crashed and corrupted on me. Yeah, I remember it, you saying that. It was due the next day because it was debuting when we played. Um, when did it debut? VCU. Yep. It debuted yeah. for VCU. And um, I was getting ready. It was the day before VCU game, so that one was due. So I had to be able to preview it mm. in the Ryan Center to make sure it all worked. And it crashed like as I was putting the final touch on it. So like I think I just put the fade out on the audio and it just crashed. And I couldn't reopen it. So I would, was like, oh, my God. Like, now I got to get <laughs> Premiere or something. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't have the time to make this whole video over and over again because it was so many little flashes and so many little clips in there. It would take me another two days at least to be able to retrace all the clips. Another thing, I don't organize my clips at all. They're not labeled. They're not in folders. Mm. not anything. If anyone who sees my laptop, you'd probably look at it and just, like, be so overwhelmed. <laughs> um, so... 
it took me so long and eventually after like a bunch of YouTube tutorials and a bunch of videos, I finally troubleshooted it and like mm -hmm. found a somehow old backup that I was able to recover and I managed to get it done in the deadline. Um, mm. Like, you know, in this industry, you know, deadlines are so important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I learned that. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, I mean, I when I did like newscasts, like I didn't organize clips. I didn't, and just working with equipment that's not yours and you're not like that familiar with, right. it's like, I mean, you kind of have to do like something. Like when you see like the little like preview like picture in it, I used to start like you know either like put like a thumbs up or like a one two three like what quarter like what was in. So like as I'm you looking know, through, I'm like, all right, this is this, this is that because like I needed to get into a rhythm. Right. It's tough. I give a major major shout out to Taylor Rocha because she yep. taught me about that. And I still haven't done it yet. I'm very sorry. She does the the thing. Yeah, when she when she does like uh, she shows the scoreboard. When she Nia Khan does that too. Yeah, yeah, I just don't do that. I just stop and go, and I just keep going, yeah. and stop start. So shout out to her for teaching me that. And I'm definitely gonna do it next year. Mm. I just I never got into the habit of doing it this year. So. Mm. And we talked about too earlier. Uh, we were talking about like the the jumbotron video. Mm. You know, uh, and like it. something like uh, your coolest experiences. Obviously, like we'll get into NBA players too because a lot of them came into the Ryan Center this year, but. Um, for you, one of your coolest experiences so far uh, this season, if you could think of like a you, like your top, My top 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 moment where you were like, I'll give you two. Yeah. Um, number one, I mean they're pretty much the same thing, but number one was being able to do that jumbotron video, just because it was something different. Mm. Um, the entirety of the season was seeing one jumbotron video mm. until that moment, and nobody kind of saw it coming because mm. I didn't really tell anybody. It just happened. Um. And, you know, the lights went down. You heard the heartbeat. Everyone was like, what is going that on? Is the heartbeat was like, da 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 da, da. And then, you know, throw in that remix of uh, that, that song. Um, it was awesome. It was just awesome to be able to see the reactions. Like, my family was there to see it. Uh, my mom and my mom's boyfriend were sitting behind the bench. And, you know, two of my best friends were sitting in the crowd recording it. And it was just, like, it was cool because I got videos of it after. Um, and that was cool. The second thing was I made the, um, the video for um, Malik and Jalen. The send-off video. Yep. Um, that was cool. I didn't know about I was going to make that until the day before. Um, so I was really, really, like, last-second directing. But um, I put another Macklemore song in there. I guess I, I, I even plugged in Macklemore, I swear. Mm. Um, but I used, I used good old days in that one. And that was just, like, it was a raw, emotional video. It was, like, no no edits, like, no, like, effects were in there. But it was just, like, super, super raw. And they played that before the game. And I know it, I know it jerked a few tears, which, you know, mm. is always the goal. Yeah. So I, I, that was just that was cool, and to be able to trust me to—that's such a high thing. Like, you're making a memorable moment. Like, yeah. it's their last game at the Ryan Center, and to be able to like share their thank you letter and their appreciation for like all the fans of URI, like, it's cool because those are the mm. things that I would watch when I was little. And yeah. To be able to make it, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, exactly, and and you said it too. Like, you kind of do it for the greater good, not like exactly. It's cool to be. Um, it's humbling to be the person behind it, but it's, like, cooler to see their reaction. Like, yeah. you know, my last game, this, this, that. And, like, you know, for all that to kind of go to fruition. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. And, but, like, and seeing that all that stuff in the Barclay Center was just, oh, like, yeah. next level. Mm. Next level, man. Like, I, uh, I couldn't be any grateful. I got a cool story about the Barclay Center. Yeah, from that day? I got a really funny story. If you want to hear it. Um, I'm a big Celtics fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you know me and you see me... At the Ryan Center, I have a kind of like a signature look. Like I'm always wearing this black Celtics. You hat. got the Adidas. All I got the Adidas jumpsuit, and I got this black Celtics hat. Right. Mm. So we're at the obviously Brooklyn Nets play at the Barclays Center. If you're a Celtics fan, you don't like the Nets. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna troll. So I wore my Celtics hat like I always would into the Barclays Center. 
and it was halftime of the game, so halftime you go into the media room and get a go get lunch, right? And I was struggling to like find the media room. So I'm walking and I'm like walking in the back rooms like through the Barclays Center and you pass like the Nets locker room and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. And Nets security guards, they, they, they see me and they turn around, Brooklyn, uh, Barclays Center security guards and they turn around like, where are you trying to go? <laughs> and I'm like, trying to go to the media room like to go get, the media room was actually in like the training facility. So I'm like, trying to go to the media room and they were like, yeah, he goes, what you got, what you got in your head right there? And I was like, what are you talking about this? Mm. And he was like, he was like, there's no way you're wearing a Celtics hat in Brooklyn right now. He's, he, goes, he goes, get that off your head right now. And I was like, I was like, all right, all right. And we started laughing about it, whatever. And I was like, he's like, where are you trying to go? And I was like, I'm trying to find the media room. He's like, oh, yeah, around the corner, go F yourself. <laughs> and I started dying laughing. It was the funniest experience yeah. that I've had. But that was, that was so, so, so funny. I get stuff like that, too, with wearing Knicks things. Like, yeah. If I go to a, an opposing game, like, I've been to a few Celtics games, like, mm-hmm. this year. And we've been pretty close, and they were playing the Knicks. Yeah. Me and my dad wear, like, straight black. I'm wow. not wearing any Knicks you things. Can't do like, it. You in can't a way, I'm bro. I'm rooting for Joe in a way, too. But it's like, you know, I was New York is... Like, I, can't wear, I can't wear any opposing teams. Like, if I'm in MSG, that's different. That is completely different. But if I'm at, like, you know, especially TD Garden, you can't wear... You cannot wear, like, the opposing teams. Because no. TD is one of, like, the best, the loudest, like... But yeah, I, I'm I would surprised. never. I'm, su- I'm surprised you did that. I'm surprised they noticed. It's a blacked out hat. Yeah. Like you had to like really notice. And mm. It was like a dark tunnel, but it was funny. Yeah, and um, were there any like NBA players there at, at the? I thought I noticed. We no. were there pretty short. Yeah, pretty short time. But like we said, there was a ton at, <laughs> at URI this year. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, starting off, I guess like Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Wild. like, um, and that all goes to uh, PC's Devin Carter. His dad Anthony is uh, an assistant coach, and we were talking about our stories as well. And, um. I said I have the utmost respect for Kyle Lowry and Jimmy, like, just taking the time. Like, Kyle actually had a conversation with me. You know what I mean? He had a conversation with you. And they're just, like, down-to-earth guys. So, I mean, uh, kind of going along cool experiences, what has it been like being able to, you know, work – I guess not work with, like, NBA players, but conversate with them yeah. with what you're doing with, like, roadie basketball. I mean, like, obviously, like, it's a first-time experience for you. So, like, you know, being a kid growing up looking up to these kind of guys and now being able to be in the field – and work like you know do stuff with that like how how cool is that this year? It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, you look up to these guys your entire life, mm. and also like you don't expect them to be in Rhode Island. Yeah, like Rhode Island's just not a place that you expect all these high level like celebrities yeah. or athletes to just like pull up to. Yeah, um, like so yeah, like when we got there and people were like, oh yeah, just you know like Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are gonna be here. I was like, no, they're not. Mm. Like that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> and then you know all of a sudden like you're just shooting. I'm just shooting warm ups. And I turn around and Kyle Lowry's just there. Mm. Like nobody noticed or like said anything. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, that conversation that I had with him, like telling about what I do and everything, it's very down to earth guy, like mm. very humble and very appreciative of that conversation. You know, being able to pose for me for my camera. Yeah. Favorite picture I've ever taken. It's pinned on private visuals, so if you want to look yeah. at it, it's right there. But um yeah, and then the same thing with Jimmy, like I felt bad asking him in the middle of the national anthem, like, yo, come take a pic, can you take a pic with me real quick? <laughs> but you know, he was nice enough to even say yes and do it, like Yeah. It's little things like that, like meeting guys that you look up to in your entire life. Like it's something that you just never imagined is possible. Mm. But it really just goes to show that like you put in the work. Like it's not even like you put in the work, but you put yourself into the right situations where you can be able to do that. Of course. And it's kind of crazy just like how things can just come full circle like that. Mm, 100%. And the thing we were talking about earlier too is like now with the offseason, you know, Mm -hmm. intact, new transfers coming in. 
um, and things like that. You know, obviously, like a whole new roster for for Rhodey, and right. um, you have with the you know the content creator role a new um, I guess position with like directing. Like mm-hmm. you got to direct, um, you know, a lot of the new transfers coming in, kind of like you know telling guys where to go, like what would look the coolest for yeah. for you know the content. Um, and as well as like, uh, what's the motion graphics you, you're doing now? Like yeah, that's something different. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's something cool. So like, what's it like? You know, kind of starting something new through something that you know uh, you didn't even expect to start at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, you know, I love it. Like I said it before, but like I appreciate everybody on the coaching staff from top to bottom and all the managers, like just trusting me with the ability to do these kind of things. Um, and I give a ton of credit to everyone within URI marketing as well for you know also allowing me to do this. Um, and every know it's it, at the end of the day, it's also always a team effort. Like there's always team collaboration and everything. So, um, but it's really really cool. You yeah. know, you get to meet a lot of new guys and a lot of the guys who come in, who have come in um, and committed to this team, are really really great personalities. And um, that'll be one of the biggest things in the off season is being able to like share with everybody. You know, these are the guys that we got now and. These are the personalities that everybody got and, you know, get everybody excited to be able to come into the Ryan Center and see these guys play next year. Um, right. But, you know, I like I like taking in new roles because I like it. I like that feeling of, you know, initially it's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like everything that you do when you're doing something new is uncomfortable. You know, I've never, like, been one to be able to, like, direct something necessarily or, like, I've never been one to, like, pose people or, like, I'm normally just there on the sidelines taking pictures mm. unless, I'm, unless I'm in, like, a graduation shoot or something. Um but you know, like I said, like it's really, really cool and it's a unique experience. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and um, kind of segueing into another question, like the creative like headspace that you have, yeah. and, um, how it changes like instantaneously. Like right. now with doing like that and doing uh, everything else that you do, how do you kind of keep your mind fresh for new ideas? And, and well, how does it? How did that like creative uh, mindset that you have like kind of spark? Like I know it's like it's tough to you know sometimes you're just like stuck on one thing, but then you finally you know get the right idea in your head. So how do you kind of keep your head fresh for new ideas? Yeah, it happens a lot. Um, one of the biggest things you know that I've mentioned to you before is do your thing, not theirs. That's mm-hmm. like my main mantra, my main slogan. It's on the back of my T-shirts. Do mm-hmm. your thing, not theirs. Um, there's always going to be times where you're lacking creativity, and there's always going to be times where you're kind of just stuck on ideas that you can't come up with. Um, I think it's great to draw inspiration from others and to be able to kind of get, like, somewhere to roll from. Mm. But at the same time, if you're going to try not – I would try not to do that because you're going to become dependent upon it. Yeah. It's like caffeine. It's like <laughs> drinking coffee. Like, I'm so dependent on coffee. Like, you wake up in the morning, you're tired. Instead of fighting through the day or drinking a glass of water, you grab coffee and get that instant gratification. Mm. You're going to keep going with it every single day. <laughs> The same thing when you're looking for new ideas on TikTok or Instagram or stuff like that. Every time you run run out of an idea, if you try to go to TikTok and Instagram and look at all these things, you're going to... It's not authentic. It's not authentic. And you're going to keep trying to build off of something that's almost essentially not yours, even Mm. if you're going and adapting things and changing things. I think it's important to, you know, sit down, brainstorm what works best for you, what works best for the mission that you're trying to accomplish in your creative endeavors, and keep it yours Mm. keep it yours and keep it unique um so that's the biggest thing i try to do if i'm in a rut i will literally sit down and just write things like i'll Mm. write things down on either a piece of paper or on my phone on my notes app and i'll just try to brainstorm ideas like what is something i haven't seen or what's something that someone's done that we could do it 
very differently in this aspect. Yeah. Um, obviously, every once in a while, I'm still going to go to Instagram and scroll through reels and see something that looks cool. Well, yeah, maybe I can try something like that. But a lot of the times, I try to keep things mine. Everybody has a different look. Mm. I think it's important to find your look, yeah. find what works best for you, and roll with that. Right, and as far as like the future, like and like you said before, it's tough to look into the future, kind of taking it day by day. But um, what's your main goal at the end of the day, like with everything that you're doing? Because like yeah. media has so many different kinds of aspects, and you could go in so many different directions with it. But for you, like you know, once the whole college thing's all said and done, you got a little bit ways to go. But mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of just I guess looking into your future, what is your main goal really at the end of the day? Yeah, well, media and social media, it's ever it's ever changing. Yeah, um, you know. You never know what's going to look like next week. Or you never know what's going to look like in the next year. Mm-hmm. But um, for me personally, you know, I try to stay more in the moment. And I try to be able to improve 1% every single day. And, you know, try to learn new things and learn new skills and stuff like that. Um, so for right now, like, I'm really focused on, you know, how can I help market and, you know, show the roadie brand in a different way that's never happened before. Mm. Um so I'm focused on that while also be focusing on my personal brand yep. because it's important to be able to grow both because, you know, nothing's, nothing's permanent. Everything yeah. is temporary. I'm only going to be with the men's basketball team for so long before I move on and go somewhere else or I do something else in the future. Um, you know, I actually got two more seasons. Thankful for that. But, um, you know, in the future, I really want to be able to represent a group of athletes, yeah. be able to help them market themselves on social media because that's super, super important these days, mm-hmm. having a strong following and be able to have great content for fans. Um, it's super, super important. Someone like Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah. if you if you follow him on Instagram, he has something posted every single day. Yeah, he does. Um, coffee, whatever it is, working yeah, out. Coffee, like. <laughs> working out. He posts his teammates every single day. So, you know, being able to do something like that or, like, guys, there's guys that live with athletes. I would be open to that one day, maybe. I know. I funny you say that. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, I, I, his, I think it's his photographer. Like I saw him on TikTok. Yeah. And he's like, "What's it like? Uh, what's it? What it's like to live with an NBA player?" I'm like, yeah. "Oh, he's to live with." And Peyton Pritchard's it's right there. It's a cool. Like, it's a cool experience. Like I'm always, I'm open to anything. Mm. You know, wherever this career path or like wherever this creative, all these creative endeavors take me, I'm open to anything. Mm. I don't plan on living in Rhode Island my whole life. Mm. I plan on honestly, like as soon as. As soon as I graduate, hopefully I'm working somewhere professionally in a professional setting, and I plan to just go wherever the road takes me. Like, yeah. that's really that's really where it is. Yeah, all and, about reps and just getting better and better and better. Like you yeah, said. and you know, like I said, we talked about freelance earlier. I'm always gonna do my stuff on the side mm-hmm. when I'm not doing you know Rhode Island stuff. I'm always gonna be working on my own craft. You know, whether I go out and film myself or you know I'm going and filming other games or I'm still doing portraits. Like, you, it's important to be well rounded because mm-hmm. it. It'll take you really far if you can do a large variety of things, which, you know, like I said before, it's what I do. Like, yeah. I try to make sure I can do a little bit of everything. You know, something that I'm probably I'm much better at video than I am graphic designing. Mm. But, you know, eventually if I can get those things leveled, yeah, it'll be really important. And it's crazy, too. That's like, that's what, you know, you started with was graphic design. And now you're you're taking over video. So it's kind of cool how you see Man, things. Man, I never thought I'd open up Photoshop ever again in my life. It's insane, right? Never it's, thought it. Things just fall full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh, I mean, that's everything I kind of got for you. We went through, you know, high school days, what it was like now this season and, you know, the future goals for you. But, uh, I like to always ask people at the end of the show, big question is what'd you think of Cam's corner? Obviously we don't like to, uh, we both think of, um, not that we don't care what people think, but in the sense, like, I want to make sure that you had a great experience that all the people that come on have a great experience. So what'd you think of the show and what athlete might you want to see 
yeah, of course. Um, I love the show. I'll 100% be back. This was very, very fun. Sweet. And, uh, you know, with the fate of the universe on the line, there's one person I want to see in this seat. It's Grant Williams. Grant. I want to see Grant Williams. We got to get those Celtics connections, man. We gotta amen. Get amen. <laughs> you got to see it one day. Um, yeah. I'll, leave, I'll leave it with one thing, though. Um, mm. My advice that I would give to anybody who's watching this and anybody who might, you know, want to take this route to, you know, enter a creative space, whether it's design, whether it's photography or videography or whatever it is you want to do. Um, if you're thinking about it, honestly, just do it, man. I just, I'm sure you could say the same about anyone who wants to go into broadcasting yeah. or journalism. Pursue it. Just do it, man. Like, don't worry about... Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Don't, don't worry hesitate. about money. Don't worry about whatever. Like, money, it's... You'll get it back, man. Yeah. Like, you'll get it back. Yeah. Um, I told you my story about it before. Like, just just trust. Um, mm. Make sure you, you try to get your name out there. Build a portfolio. And try to strengthen areas of your craft whenever you can. Mm. Like, just... Make sure that you can improve every single day. Do what you can and live with the results, man. Like, and, you know, don't compare yourself to others. Facts. Do not <laughs> compare yourself to others because it's only going to make you feel bad. Mm. And you're going to realize that a lot of the people that you're comparing yourself to have been doing this for so, so long. Yeah. And they were once in the same position as you were. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing I can say. Um, and, you know, do your thing. Not don't, theirs, don't, man. Don't yeah. do theirs, man. Just do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast coming soon. You gotta get that Kickstarter off the ground. Hey man, one day we'll get to <laughs> <laughs> But um like I said, all his all Josh's stuff, private visuals, all his uh links will be in that description. So definitely go check him out. Like I said, one of the most talented people I've met over the year at URI. So definitely go check him out. Uh stay tuned for all of the more episodes for Camps Corner to come. Again, keep running up that documentary. Again, like I said, he was one of the the backbones to that behind the scene video. So, you know, props to Josh. He's doing his thing. We're trying to get everything off the ground and running. And like we said, everything's a rep. So keep doing your thing and not theirs. Go tune into Josh. And we'll see you guys in the next episode of Camp's Corner. Peace. Peace.